Hello, and welcome to One Pot at a Time, the only official podcast for Nespresso coffee machines. <laughs> no, we're talking about one day at a time. This is David. And I'm Leanne. And today we're talking about the final episode of season two. What's it called, Leanne? Not yet. What do you think about the title? Yeah, t- thanks for title talk. <laughs> um... Not great, but, like, as usual, <laughs> better than, like, outright distracting. <laughs> so, not bad. Um, yeah, so this episode is kind of only about one thing, so it makes sense that the title would refer to that one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think these are, like, words spoken in the episode, so mm-hmm. it's fine. It's fine. I'm not complaining. <laughs> uh, did you have any title talk thoughts? Mm. I thought I like um I think I like titles that come from dialogue in the the episodes. I think this one was like a stronger one, mm-hmm. but not quite <laughs> the best. It would be a good alternative title. Something maybe about like saying goodbye, because mm-hmm. it's like all the characters is about the characters really, mm-hmm. not about whoever decides not yet you know mm-hmm. it's about like the characters having to say goodbye like the farewell like that movie mm-hmm. oh right like mm-hmm. it's kind of about the grandma character but it's really about the other characters learning to say goodbye mm-hmm. and so in this one uh, it's kind of about these characters dealing with mortality and having to face the end of someone's life and how they handle it and mm-hmm. uh, something i think that reflect them might be a little more uh have a little more emotional weight to it mm-hmm uh, but certainly this episode doesn't lack an emotional weight. <laughs> so. But I think that's all of our title talk. Um, do we have any new reviews? No. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> How do we get people to review our podcast? Maybe they don't want the reviews to be read aloud. Oh. Okay, we leave reviews and we won't read them aloud. <laughs> we won't even read them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they're just too shy to say what they really feel. They don't want their username. You can hide behind a fake username if you want. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> that was it for her review talk. Leave reviews. <laughs> maybe we'll read them. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Who's to say? Um, okay. Uh, but this episode kind of jumps right into it. We don't have a cold open. Mm-mm. So, what say you and I dive right in? <laughs> so, we did mention that, or we were talking about that this episode starts with the IOC yeah, rather than a cold open. And that's true. Afterwards. Um, how do you feel about, I guess, because the last scene of the last episode was kind of like, a cliffhanger but mm-hmm. we kind of like knew what was going on like something bad happened to Lydia right yeah. 
and then going into the next episode is like this is it <laughs> yeah it's it's jarring for um if you're watching on netflix and you're like watching the episodes one right after each other mm-hmm. it'll just automatically skip the credits and then skip the intro if you've been doing it mm-hmm. so it does carry over in that sense but this show is like made and like written and directed as like a week to week show Mm-hmm. It's not really made for streaming, mm-hmm. even though people will like binge it. So when you like skip the the credits and the opening, okay, like it makes sense because it's a cliffhanger and this like jumps right to. Mm-hmm. It's like there is a gap in time though, um, because we know something happens to Lydia, mm-hmm. and it like shocks Penelope, and then the first scene we get like the kids walking into a hospital, mm-hmm. so it makes sense. So. If you skip the IOC, like, okay, fine. On this one episode. This one episode. <laughs> this one episode. <laughs> but, like, no excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just kind of the weird Netflix thing. Like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do watch the credits for this episode, it is jarring. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's playing, like, real upbeat music followed by a very serious emotional, like, <laughs> character beats. Mm-hmm. So, as you said, we jump right into the hospital. Everyone's arriving, mm-hmm. but it seems like Penelope was already there. She's just bringing the kids now. Yeah, so it's like um, Penelope's greeting them, and uh, Schneider too, and he's carrying like a big box of Lydia's things. Mm-hmm. And so the kids are kind of like, I don't know, they don't know how to react. If they should be like, how serious is this? It doesn't seem like something like this has happened before. Mm-hmm. But Penelope tells them, like, not to cry, um, because they just seem real worried. And she also mentions that Lydia had emergency surgery and is now in a medically induced coma. Mm -hmm. So this kind of sets the the floor for the episode. So uh, something big potentially happened and it required, like, unplanned surgery. And uh, it's a medical coma, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Like an induced one, so it's not like we don't know if she's gonna wake up <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. It's like, well, she needs to like recover, and this is how it happens. Mm-hmm. It's like clearly too much for Schneider to handle, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, I gotta go. I I can't be here, <laughs> and he just like books it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the family goes into the room and they start decorating it uh, with pictures in the hospital room where Lydia is, mm-hmm. and it's actually like a fairly nice sized hospital room mm-hmm. and it has like kind of a nice angles to it mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's made for a camera almost almost <laughs> and uh they're putting up her pictures of like the pope right and berto mm-hmm. all over the room for her and she's on on the hospital bed like hooked up to machines and she has like a blanket on mm-hmm. uh, like from home and her eyes are closed, and they're kind of moving around, talking, and she's, like, not responding to them. So it's clear that she's, like, not cognizant. Mm-hmm. And then the nurse arrives. And this nurse, I feel like he's friends with Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> really dislikes that Penelope is also a nurse. Mm-hmm. And uh, Penelope is, like, being real passive-aggressive with him because she knows, like, everything that needs to be done, all the tests. Yeah. And uh, she's, oh yeah, when he walks in, she like rolls her eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like asking him to like do this, do this, do that, do that, and he's like, 
okay, like, I, I know what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she was a medic, so she's, like, trying to keep him on top of things. Mm-hmm. And the kids are just kind of standing there, and they don't know how to react, and Elena in particular. And so Penelope tells them to go to the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And Alex says, like, oh, I'll, I'll stay. Like, you and uh, Elena go. And so they go. And we get to our first little scene here. Uh, that is kind of like the structure of the episode where a single character is left alone with Lydia. Mm-hmm. And so our first one is Alex. The family leaves and he's there and he's just talking to Lydia now, just like by himself. And she's presumably listening, but he's just like needs to vent now, needs mm-hmm. to like talk. So he's like, it's just us now, the way you like it. And so it's kind of like talking about their bond, how they're really close. Mm-hmm. And he like brings her nail polish and he's, like, <laughs> he paints her nails. Yeah, and then he's like filing her nails. Mm-hmm. And he mentions that they went to church, and he's like, "Yes, all of us, we went to church." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Lena didn't like burn at the site or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he like tells her he recorded her novella El Amor y la Sangre, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like very like calm with her and mm-hmm. just kind of very nurturing, and he's not like. He doesn't feel, like, uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, in a hospital, like, talking to his grandmother here. Um, what is... I'm curious, though, like, when did they go to church? Oh, like, was there time? Because it seems like this is the first time the kids are seeing her. Mm-hmm. And they also are decorating her room, so it's like they haven't visited the church before. So it's potentially the next day. Mm-hmm. And if Penelope was there, how did they all go to church? Yeah. And would they really, like, go to church instead of visiting their grandma who had emergency surgery? I don't... It didn't... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's unclear to me. And it just made me be like, oh, yeah, they went to church. That's nice. Like, they're trying to respect, but like, their grandmother. And I was like, well, yeah, when did they have time? <laughs> mm. uh, that was just confusing. Mm. Uh, but you know us, like, sticklers for timelines here. Timeline talk. Timeline talk. I mean, that's the subtitle of every episode, Timeline Talk. Timeline Talk. Um, But right at this point, while Alex is talking to her, Dr. Berkowitz arrives. And uh, he's there, and he's, like, looking at her clipboard. And the nurse comes in, too, and he's like, you guys have your own doctor, too? (laughs) And uh, Penelope gets here, too, and uh, she, like, forgot her purse or something. Mm -hmm. And... uh, he, the, the nurse mentions, like, oh, visiting hours are, like, almost over. You have, like, 30 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you don't understand. Like, we're not going to pay attention to this. We're going to be here as long as we want. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex decides to go with them uh, because, I don't know, the plot needs a reason to leave Dr. Berkowitz alone with <laughs> Lydia. And uh, so as they're, like, walking out the door. Alex looks back at him. He's like, her nails are drying, so no hand-holding. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, there was just, like, a note here, and I was, like, there's no way a family, like, this close would leave a non-family member, would leave Lydia by herself with a non-family member. Like, after Alex. Like, yeah. Like, would be, like, the family first, then the doctor. Yeah, it just seems odd. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no, like, wink to the fact that, like, Penelope understands, like, oh, like, if this is the end for Lydia then Dr. Berkowitz has to say goodbye too. Mm-hmm. I don't get that sense from it. Hmm. It just seems odd that like I don't know. I think we need to revisit like why they left. 
They're probably just like hungry or something. She says that Elena didn't want the cafeteria food. She wanted Panda Express. Also, they gotta go. To ca- they gotta go to Panda before. That's true. That's true. Elena has to talk to her. Dog. Priorities. Priorities here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought like there's no way that like my family would mm-hmm. leave my grandmother alone with like. Just a friend she's met in the past year, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. It would be like yeah, my aunt and like a cousin would stay there too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just a little like doesn't quite uh, resonate as strongly with me. But mm-hmm. you know, you do you. So here we get the little scene with Doctor Berkowitz alone with Lydia, mm-hmm. and uh, he tells her he's like, even you, you even make a hospital gown look glamorous. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's just kind of here talking to her about how much he, like, enjoys her friendship and whatever relationship this is. Mm. And it's actually, like, like, opera music, too. Yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. like, a really sweet little scene that he has for her. Mm. So they all kind of come and, I don't know, they set, like, the set for them, like, for the two of them to interact, all the characters that have time with Lydia. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're right. He plays, like, opera music for her and he's, like, every day... you make every day feel like the opera and he's like dramatic and in a language i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) he's like you are my favorite diva you make me feel like a young man of 45 (laughs) and i haven't felt 45 since i was 22 (laughs) and then he also just kind of talks about like their relationship friendship whatever like Mm -hmm. they're choosing to call it and it was just like a real sweet almost like heartbreaking thing i thought Mm -hmm. Um, he was just like whatever this thing is like it's the only thing that makes me happy and I know that Berto is the love of your life but you might be the love of mine and I was just like oh that's like kind of sweet and I think speaks to a lot of like older couples and like Mm -hmm. just how that's like a different type of romantic relationship Mm -hmm. Uh, someone that may have been in a relationship before and is like in a relationship again Mm -hmm. and that's something that I think is really unique to this show and it's not like a perspective that I've seen represented before. And so this is just a cool little moment. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like an, an emotional moment, too. And then he um, he was like holding her hand and he realizes it. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, I messed up her nail. So he has to like hide it under a blanket. Yeah. And uh, at this point, Penelope and Elena come back. Um, oh, because Penelope forgot her purse. So it's just, like, all these little things are coming back and forth. They don't really make sense. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of excuses to get different family members in the room. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, following the emotional logic makes sense, but maybe not the literal logic of motivations. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's not, like, a huge, like, oversight. Mm-hmm. So now it's Elena's turn. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things she noticed is that Lydia isn't wearing earrings. Mm-hmm. And Elena's like, thank God she didn't wake up. <laughs> and Dr. Berkowitz is like, isn't that what we want? <laughs> um, and so Alex comes back into the room and he's talking about getting a bunch of jello from the nurse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh. <laughs> he uh, like smiled at them. Yeah. He like more jello. <laughs> Dr. Berkowitz is like, oh, two can play at that game. <laughs> he like smiled a little awkward too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, um, Elena walks up to Lydia at this point, and the family, I think Penelope kind of realized, oh, Elena's, like, having a little moment here, like, we'll leave her alone. Mm-hmm. So now we're left with the scene where it's Elena and Lydia. And this one was, I thought, interesting. Um, but she notices that, like, 
another beauty emergency, and so she puts lipstick on Lydia. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is kind of, you would be crazy if you saw, like, that I was putting makeup on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's just kind of awkward about the whole thing, mm-hmm. too. She doesn't and, really know how to process it. I yeah. I think Elena's is very, I think she's, like, probably the most emotional character in this family. The, like, one that doesn't know how to handle her emotions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's fair. And it seems like there's... They kind of talk about it here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, Alex seems very confident in, like, mm-hmm. his emotional uh, intelligence. And Penelope seems pretty, like, secure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are right. I think Elena is... There's a lot of stuff that she feels she needs to get off her chest that is kind of holding her back in some ways. Mm-hmm. And so she has, like, an interesting little speech here. Did I ever tell you why I stopped speaking Spanish? One day, uh, you sent me to school in a puffy yellow dress with a big red bow in my hair. I looked like Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> and so, at lunch, uh, I accidentally flushed that bow down the toilet. Took two flushes to get it down. <laughs> when I got home, you were so mad. You started going off on me in Spanish, and I... I just didn't hear you. I mean, I heard you. I just didn't want to hear you. So instead of answering back in Spanish, I just looked at you like... <laughs> you started yelling at mom. Your daughter cannot speak Spanish anymore. She has lost her cubanidad. <laughs> I had an out. I pretend I can't speak Spanish. You ain't great at English. It's perfect. Except I screwed myself. Because I lost my Spanish. I lost my connection to you. I connected with Elena so much because, like, she didn't, like, speak Spanish, and I, I'm not, like, at all a strong Spanish speaker, and so that, like, that relationship with my, like, grandparents and, like, family that only speak Spanish mm-hmm. is always just kind of awkward, because it was, like, oh, uh, like, yeah, I, I'm not, like, the best at communicating, mm-hmm. and so then this made me be, like, oh, so you've known all along, <laughs> yeah, and so I was, like, okay, but then it's, like, she forgot it all along, or she forgot it along the way. Mm. I was like, okay, that makes sense. But it was just, like, one of the things that I thought was, like, the foundation of her character was, like, this inability to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And this feels like a bit of a retcon to me. Mm. Um, but maybe that's just me. Other people have different interpretations of it. Mm-hmm. And then she says, uh, you're my hero, y te quiero, to Lydia. Mm-hmm. And at this point, she hears a, the other nurse crying. Oh, yeah. Because he was hiding in the room. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I really needed to cry. <laughs> and then he has, like, a funny story here. And he's like, I had a bunny named Tupac that died. <laughs> and all these headlines saying Tupac lives really toyed with my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> and so at this point, Schneider arrives with, like, a giant duffel bag. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's full of, like, stuff to make the hospital room, like feel more like home mm-hmm. 
And so at this point, Elena leaves, and now it's Schneider's time alone with Lydia. Mm-hmm. And so Schneider brought, like, Christmas lights with him. Because uh, he's like, you would hate this lighting, or whatever. Yeah. So he just kind of... It's like, Christmas lights, and then candles, and photos, too? I think, that, uh, uh, I think that was the family that did mm-hmm. the photos. But he brings, like, a handful of strands of Christmas lights. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right, candles. Uh, mm-hmm. They look... Like, similar to, like, the Virgen de Guadalupe mm-hmm. candles, you know? And he, he, the first thing he says is, like, crazy that we're both immigrants, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, it's actually funny how similar we are. And he's like, uh, talks about how his dad made them, like, moved them to America for business. Mm-hmm. And that he started drinking and got into drugs because he didn't like America. And, like, he just wanted to go back home. And it seemed like his dad was maybe not the most like, present person in his life, and that he was at a rehab center in El Segundo, and, like, he was trying to hide it from his tenants that he was there, mm-hmm. and uh, Lydia showed up at the rehab center one day with, like, chicken soup, and she, like, just comforted him and told him that, like, she was there, and it's, like, something that his dad had never done for him, and he never kind of experienced that sort of, like, affection for him, that people cared. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he says he started hanging out at their apartment so much. And he, like, considers them his family now. And so this was just, like, a little backstory for Schneider. And he pulls out, like, the snow globe with the family. Uh, yeah. And he, like, shakes it. Mm-hmm. And he says, but I'm not going to cry because losers cry. And we're not losing anybody today. Mm-hmm. And uh, Penelope walks in at that point and she sees all the lights and she's like... <laughs> Schneider, what are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this isn't appropriate. <laughs> and uh, she brings in a a priest, right? Yeah. For last rites, mm-hmm. which I didn't know what that was until this episode. <laughs> I've yes. never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's if someone's like on their last legs in the hospital, you kind of just bring the priest in to do a prayer for them because uh, like they can't do a prayer for themselves mm-hmm. uh, basically just to like say god like this person would like to go to heaven <laughs> please <laughs> let them in uh, mm-hmm. that's how i interpret it um how i i kind of see it but is that what you how you mm-hmm. understood it yeah and so uh the priest comes in and he's like doing a prayer and schneider like walks away doing like hand signals like <laughs> in a baseball game or something <laughs> And uh, the priest performs the last rites, and Penelope is watching, and she does the sign of the cross, too. Mm-hmm. And the priest tells her, like, one last thing. He's like, Vix Vaporub. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I blessed it. Mm-hmm. Religion and science can live side by side. <laughs> <laughs> so the priest leaves, and our next scene is Penelope alone with Lydia. And uh, we're getting kind of, like, pushback from Penelope, and it's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, refusing to indulge, uh, like, in this emotional speech the way everyone else has. And her, like, last conversation with Lydia was, like, pretty heated. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, she doesn't she doesn't want to give in because she thinks that Lydia was, like, in the wrong and kind of, like, offended her. Mm-hmm. And so... I wonder if Penelope's a Taurus. Gotta uh, their birthdays. We need to find their birth times <laughs> and locations. <laughs> For their birth charts. <laughs> yeah. So we can find their rising. <laughs> uh, just so we could, like, 
figure out these characters, who they are, who they really are. <laughs> um, but she says, like, one of the things is, like, I, I know you like to have the last word, but this is taking it a bit far even for you. Yeah. And then she says, you can't have a stroke to win an argument. So mm. I think this is where we find out that Lydia, like, we're, it's confirmed that, like, she had a stroke. Like, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially could have been brought about by, like, an argument. Is that possible, do you think? A stroke? Yeah. I don't really know. What's the science of a stroke? I know that, like, a heart attack is, like, one of the blood vessels bursts. Mm-hmm. And a stroke is the same thing, but in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems like Lydia was under kind of a lot of emotional distress mm-hmm. um, that she felt wrongly or rightly because of um, Penelope's actions. Mm-hmm. And so there might be a bit of like um, Penelope might be reading into it that Lydia would feel Penelope caught, like brought this on. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the sense I got, but like in reality, I, I don't know that that would happen. Um, so Penelope is just here like basically exercising the demons out mm-hmm. of the relationship between her and Lydia. Mm-hmm. And when like Lydia told her she made a mistake by breaking up with Max. Mm-hmm. And similar to when Lydia was mad when Penelope enlisted in the army, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she brought up the army. And I guess she has, like, a, a lot of anger towards Lydia because she didn't even say, like, goodbye to her when she, like, left uh, for boot camp, I think mm-hmm. it was. And then... And then it came to the conclusion that, like, then she realized why she didn't say goodbye because she, like, didn't want to lose her her daughter, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, kind of what's happening now with Penelope. Penelope doesn't, like, want to say goodbye because she doesn't want to lose her mom. Mm-hmm. And so that was, like, one of these things that I feel the show was, like, as writers, they kind of know, like, this is kind of the backbone of it, but now they're mm-hmm. kind of presenting it to us to, like, explain. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, like, Penelope had to put aside this, like, thing that Lydia, like, didn't even want to say goodbye to her when she left, and so she'd been, like, carrying that all this time. Mm. She says, like, I swept that aside, like, life goes on, um, but still, like, I'm mad that you weren't there for me when I needed it, and this, um, this little, like, monologue reminded me a lot of Elena's monologue to Victor Mm. in season, or in, like, earlier in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, the way she's like, like, you really offended me, but, like, life goes on, and I learned to just, like, get along fine. Yeah. And I thought, like, oh, man, this is, like, really similar in, like, um, concept mm-hmm. to Elena's uh, monologue. Um, but she says, ultimately, joining the army was, like, the right thing to do. Because mm-hmm. she met Victor, and then that gave her Alex and Elena... And so she's like, I didn't need your support then, and, like, I don't need it now. And then she's like, I'm sorry. And it's kind of, like, one of those moments, it's like, she kind of realizes, like, she's she's been lying to herself. Like, she really mm-hmm. does need her, the way you said. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, saying, you've been such, like, a great mom, um, but because of that, like, we're gonna be okay if this is your time to go. Mm-hmm. And so, then, like, this dream sequence starts. Mm-hmm. And it starts by, I think, Penelope starts singing Silito Lindo. Mm-hmm. And then it transitions to, like, this dream sequence. Mm-hmm. And so we see 
um, Penelope lying down in the hospital bed, but Lydia is gone. Mm. And the camera moves, and we see that Lydia is in, like, a sequined gown. Mm. And Bertha walks into the hospital room, and they start dancing. Mm. And the first thing he says is, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you did this to remain a Cuban citizen until the end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, right, because they're supposed to go to the oath ceremony earlier, but then this happened, right? Yeah. (laughs) And so, uh, he's also, uh, he's like, tell me more about this Dr. Berkowitz guy. (laughs) And so, Lydia just smiles, and she kind of likes that he's jealous. Mm -hmm. Um, But he says that uh, Dr. Berkowitz has great taste, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, because he likes Lydia. Um, But then Lydia's admits that like she's still mad at Penelope for wanting for not wanting to have a baby at her age. Mm. And it's just like upsetting her that like she could have more kids but she's like choosing not to because like she just doesn't want to. It's not like she can't. Yeah. And then it's revealed that uh through Berto who reminds her that uh he wanted to have more kids, like lots of kids. Mm. But Lydia wanted to dance. She wanted to dance again. Mm-hmm. And so she decided not to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so she mm-hmm. could be a dancer. And we know that's, like, a big thing that she's, like, proud of. And they, yeah. like, talk about it so much that mm-hmm. it was, like, oh, like, wow, okay. We could really see, like, the, like, hypocrisy and, like, what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is forcing Lydia to reconsider um, her own actions. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she talks about missing Elena's graduations, like, all the graduations yeah. <laughs> she'll have. If she leaves, if she, like, dies, and she's, like, Alex's wedding, she's gonna miss. Just, like, all these, like, milestones that mm-hmm. um, she'll miss out on. But she's, like, I'm not worried, though, because Penelope's a great mother. And she's, like, really proud of the fact that help Penelope's, like, a nurse who heals people. Mm-hmm. And so she's, like, really proud of, like, all of her family. And so Berto asks her, like, is it time? Mm-hmm. And then we get the title here. Lydia <laughs> says, not yet. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the credits. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. We cut back to the hospital room. And Lydia wakes up. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, thank God my nails are done. <laughs> <laughs> and the family runs in. And they give her a hug. And so everyone's really happy there that she she woke up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we cut to the citizenship office. And Lydia gets her certificate, and the family celebrates, singing like, dale, abuelita, dale. Mm-hmm. And then they're told that, like, hey, there are more people here that need to get their certificates. <laughs> mm-hmm. And cut to black, end of season two. End That's of it. season two. Episode That's 13. It. Not yet. Yeah. So, overall thoughts of the last episode of season two. Overall thoughts. I thought it was a really good episode. Um, it seems like a necessary episode for like Penelope to air her like grievances and mm-hmm. just like exercise those like demons, like I said earlier. Um, and I mean, love seeing Tony Plana back in the show, mm-hmm. and it was cool to have like a dream sequence. Uh, but I I don't really love this episode. No. And I know that's like a controversial statement among one day at a time fans <laughs> yeah it's not my favorite why not um i don't know i just so much it's like not a part of the season 
Mm-hmm. There aren't, like, things throughout the season that tell us that something's wrong with Lydia. So it just kind of comes out of the blue, which I mm-hmm. guess, like, yeah, strokes do happen out of the blue. Like, it's not like you can plan for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems like it's so separate from the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the only characters who have any sort of arcs that are represented in this episode are um, Penelope. And, like, Lydia's arc is only from, like, the previous episode to here. Mm-hmm. Um, because we get, like, some resolution with the way she ended things with Max and how that affects Lydia. Mm-hmm. So we can track that Penelope arc through the whole season. Mm-hmm. But the Lydia arc, we only really know her reaction from Max from the previous episode. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of feels like I don't know. It's, like, not my favorite. They could have ended it a different way. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, like, how that would have done, how that would have happened. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a really good, like, strong ending. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, Lydia almost like dies. Like, maybe if there was hints of her, like, her health throughout the season. Something like that, yeah, I think mm-hmm. would, would have at least helped it, t- like, feel tied together. Mm-hmm. Like... There's, like, a thing with, like, grandparents, how it's, like, you're trying to get them to, like, do something. Like, hey, you gotta, like, mm-hmm. drink more water, like, cut back on salt. Like, do mm-hmm. things like that. That it's, like, they could have been, like, telling her throughout the season. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it, it just seems so kind of perfunctory. Like, there's not a whole lot of there there um, in terms of, like, like, I, I guess they just wanted Elena to... Um, talk about something that she has been feeling for a while but it's mm-hmm. like her ability to speak Spanish isn't really related to the rest of the season Mm-mm. and then Alex kind of doesn't really do anything important but I mean that's kind of status quo for <laughs> Alex um, he's getting older <laughs> yeah Alex is getting older <laughs> and uh, Dr. Berkowitz I, I think his is like a good storyline and mm-hmm. I, I just I like that relationship between them because it's so like different from anything else I've seen Mm-hmm. So I always appreciate that stuff, but like, like there's not really an arc for Schneider for like most of these characters. They it's mm-hmm. like they're just deciding to have a conversation with someone, and like I, I get that it's like a really strong episode, like writing wise and like character wise and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It just feels like so separate, but yeah. I don't want to like poop all over this one day at a time <laughs> parade. <laughs> it kind of feels like an extra like tag on this season. Yeah. What about you? I'm guessing you loved it unreservedly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good. Um, after hearing your points, I, I do, I do get a sense of that. I was just kind of like out of the blue, and they're like just kind of like saying their feelings to Lydia, even though we already like know their feelings towards her. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure how they would have ended it because if they would have just ended it with the oath ceremony in like episode twelve. Yeah. That would have just been it for that season. They want to, like, add this extra thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could easily add the the Oath season to the end of episode 12. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, end it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a really strong ending. that was the whole story arc for, for Lydia and Schneider. Yeah. Like, they were working to get their citizenship. And just, like, where if Lydia hadn't, like, disagreed with Penelope's decision to break up with Max. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is an episode. 
Yeah. <laughs> Didn't need an entire episode yeah. for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I appreciate the episode. Like, I think... I think a lot of these interactions are really good. Mm-hmm. And I think that the acting is also really good. Um, oh, yeah. I think Lydia is a really good actress. Yeah. She's, like, there in the room. Like, that's her, I think, mm-hmm. throughout the entire episode. Just, like, lying motionless. Mm-hmm. While these people are having, like, huge emotional catharsis, like, mm-hmm. inches away from her. Yeah. So I think that's, like, really interesting. And it's cool. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like there's not a whole lot here. Maybe if they would have had, like, the dream sequence going parallel with, like, what was happening in real life, like, do you know what, I'm, oh, what I mean? Oh, that would like, be cool. It would just look like a dream sequence, but, like, the characters talking to her, like, the actually, like, talking to her. And it'd be, I think there'd be, like, a couple, like, comedic moments, too, with her and Berto. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, look, <laughs> why does she look like that when she cries? <laughs> Or, like, just, like, little things here and there. But, like, the characters talking to her, like, actually talking to her in real life. Just maybe, like, pan back back and forth between dream sequence and real life. Uh-huh. That's something they could have done. Yeah. That that way you keep, like, the, the, the depth of emotion with this show. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the com- comedic moments that come with it. Yeah. I think that would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel a little like I think this when the season came out everyone was talking about how great this episode was mm-hmm. and how like oh my god like I thought she was gonna die and stuff yeah but... I think yeah first watch you're like just like on the edge of your seat like is she actually gonna die like what the heck's going on are they gonna kill off like Rita Moreno I don't like are they <laughs> yeah, really they... gonna do that mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanna keep watching if they're gonna do that like I, I certainly felt that but mm-hmm. like the first time I saw it but it was just like, I don't. It's like shock value at that point. Mm-hmm. It's not really story. There's nothing to like latch onto. Mm-hmm. So like when you're first watching it, that's like really gripping. Like, is she gonna die? Oh my god! And then mm-hmm. you get to the end, and you're like, oh, she didn't die. Thank God. Mm-hmm. But then on rewatch, I'm like, yeah, I know she lives. So like, what's the story here? Mm-hmm. And I think that once you kind of know that she lives, there's actually not a lot of story. Yeah. Um. So I think that's just my issue. It's like. This is just a, like, shock, more shock value. It doesn't stand up to, like, multiple watches. Whereas I think in a lot of these episodes, um, there's so much story there. Uh, like, especially, like, anything with Elena's character, anything with, like, um, um, Penelope and, like, her friends outside of the family. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Dr. Berkowitz, I think there's a lot of like story things to latch onto in each of the episodes mm-hmm. whereas this one it's like we're empathizing with the characters who are trying to say goodbye because we're like oh my god are we gonna have to say goodbye to Lydia but once you know that like none of these characters are gonna have to it's like mm-hmm. oh that kind of robs it of all its uh all mm-hmm. the energy that this episode had but I don't think our listeners want us to end this <laughs> on <laughs> such a sour note so let's transition to season two as a whole season starting two as a whole now so season two episode one entitled the turn was about wasn't about um let's see <laughs> alex getting older <laughs> and he's making the turn 
Um, that's the one where we find out he got in trouble for punching another kid on his field trip because the other kid was being racist. Yeah. And then um, Penelope has a talk with him. Yeah. Saying, like, people are going to say stuff like this, but you just got to be the bigger person here and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of uh, blah, racist blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, this was a really good episode. I remember really liking it. Uh, it was the episode that, like, most straightforwardly confronts, like, Trump and, like, politics mm-hmm. and things like that. Because they don't say his name, but they... Elena, like, talks very, like, straightforwardly about mm-hmm. people in power that are being racist and calling Mexicans, like, murderers and rapists. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like that episode was such a response to, like the election and to like everything in politics I mean. mm-hmm. um i think we even talked about how this episode kind of felt out of place with the rest of the season like they mm-hmm. kind of it kind of felt like they wrote this one because of uh i guess the the culture and political stuff going on at that time even um, I'm, like, hesitant to say, like, Trump stuff, yeah. but, like, clearly that's, like, what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I remember thinking the same thing. This one felt, like, very out of place. And that it felt it, out of place, but it gave, like, a really strong message. Yeah. Um, like, story-wise, it didn't didn't quite follow where we expected it to mm-hmm. be. Um, but I think, yeah, it was... This was the first season um, made post-2016 election. Mm-hmm. And so I think that they talk about the effects and results of that more like head on mm-hmm. and as opposed to like just kind of part of the episode it's like no we're gonna talk about this yeah kind of like the being the first episode in the season's kind of like saying like this is one day at a time we're gonna talk about yeah whatever the heck we want to <laughs> we don't care about the repercussions basically yeah mm-hmm. and the family in this one even like they literally, everyone sits down in the living room and they talk about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember thinking that was just, like, a really cool thing to do. Even if, like, I remember thinking, like, oh, the story, like, it's, like, uh, it feels like they just kind of added mm-hmm. this because they wanted to talk about it up front. Um, but, yeah, this was one of those that it felt, like, very much of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, in our next episode, uh, Penelope is going to school to be a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. And I only remembered that because I just looked over my notes. <laughs> um, I oh don't... yeah, we find. <laughs> Go well, ahead. Yeah, we find out she's been like going to school, and she's kind of a mess in this episode. And like yeah, everyone's kind of really like is. demanding a lot of her time, and just demanding a lot of her. And she kind of like lashes out at some point. Yeah. And then everyone's like, "Oh shoot! Like never mind. Like <laughs> let's uh, pull her own weight." And that's basically the. They realize they have to support her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, oh, yeah. just like right now, looking over those notes mm-hmm. before we started talking, I was like, all right, Penelope's a student. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do a good job at all of communicating that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to see more scenes of her like at the table looking at textbooks or something. Mm-hmm. Or just reciting. Yeah, like flashcards mm-hmm. or like saying... Oh, I can't hang out with Max because I have to study, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we don't get any of it. We get hardly any of mm-hmm. Penelope as a student. And I forgot about it. Like, I think it, in season three, at the very end, there's, like, 
a yeah. little tidbit about her being a student. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh she's huh. been a student for years. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was just, like, something that's like, oh, geez, yeah, I feel like we really need to emphasize that more. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you're saying, this is one where the family realizes they have to, like, pitch in more and be more supportive. Mm-hmm. So we kind of get more of, like, the family structure in this this episode. Mm-hmm. How everyone kind of just relies on her for, like, everything. Yeah. And now adding her, like, well, her with her job and, like, adding her, her school has just... It ended up being like a lot for her, and then um, at the yeah at the end they all get together and they're very supportive of her. They're like, no, you're like you're gonna keep going to school, um, and we're just gonna have to do what we have to do and like not rely on you for everything. Basically, it's also I think not as realistic of an ending where they're like, oh yeah, you would just talk about that and brought up. It's like oh you could just get up really early when we're still asleep and do your homework. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like damn okay, okay. <laughs> she's like now yeah. she's losing sleep she's like thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not like the best most productive mm-hmm. time of day but yeah sure why don't you just work when we're asleep <laughs> yeah it's not like the best compromise the family mm-hmm. can make um it's, it's almost like I'm laughing it off because it feels like such a joke <laughs> yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but in our next episode uh we get one of my favorite uh, parts of the show, and that's the Elena's group, the Feminist Gamers of Echo Park. Oh, right. I, I love the group of people, <laughs> and, like, just that they're a group of feminist gamers <laughs> that decide yeah. to get together and, like, protest the game. It's funny that they protest after the release of the game, not before <laughs> the release. Yeah. Well, because... I think it was Sid. This is the episode we meet Sid. Oh, uh, Sid. They specifically say that, like, uh, the developers promised, um, uh, like, a non-gender <laughs> option for yeah. character creation. And they promised three. Specifically promised three, but there were only two. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they're protesting. Um, <laughs> the whole thing is just, like, I don't know. It rings so true to, like, video games. I thought that, like, when mm-hmm. developers are, like, yeah, look, there's so many, like, gender options and it's like gender neutral and you could be a guy but you dress in like uh, feminine coated clothing or like the other way around and then it's like the game comes out and there's like two options <laughs> it's just like oh thanks <laughs> this is just a group of people that are like we've had enough <laughs> give us our games <laughs> and just like the idea of like feminist gamers I like that that's like the only uh, representation of like gamers in the show are feminist yeah. gamers <laughs> it's like Anywhere you look, it's like, gamers doing something bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this is just like, no, there's feminist gamers, so I really like that. And Um, then we kind of explore, like, Elena's, I guess, like, kid side, how she likes playing video games. We don't really expect that from her, um, judging on the other episodes, where it's like, it kind of seems like she's, like, really into books and social media, (laughs) Uh that's about it. But no, she's... Uh, a feminist gamer of Echo Park. <laughs> I think, yeah, the whole, like, idea of, like, who who doesn't doesn't play video games. Also in this episode is where Elena meets Sid. Mm-hmm. This is Sid's introduction. Um, and she's also, Sid, they are also one of the feminist gamers of Echo Park. And we get, like, this awkward meet-cute where Elena was really interested in this other person. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sid offers them a cookie. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Elena's like, oh, 
you gay, me gay too. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, just see that, that little like gif a lot. And so mm-hmm. I think this is like one of those moments that a lot of people really responded to. Mm-hmm. In the next episode, called Roots, <laughs> uh, what's happening in this one, Leon? Um, not much. <laughs> and I think we talked about that. Uh, basically, Alex wants money for the movies, and Lydia's like, no, you're going to learn how to go to the movies without... Penelope, right? Sorry. Penelope is like, you're going to learn how to go to the movies without... For cheap. Yeah, for cheap. Uh spending way too much and and that's the, that's the premise of this episode uh they sneak in snacks and all that's it <laughs> <laughs> oh no but then we also i think the the big part you know those episodes where it's like okay there's nothing going on until like the very end yeah yeah, Lydia admits she's not a citizen, which is why she can't vote. Because Elena's, like, trying to teach her about, yeah. like, the ballot and election ballots and stuff like that. I also remember Elena really, like, pushing her to be a citizen because of uh, Carmen's parents and how oh, they were deported. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, her, like, motivation throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. So I think this one ends with uh, Lydia reading a citizenship guide on their fire escape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but literally, other than those, like, three sentences, nothing important happens <laughs> nothing in this episode. Nothing really happens. The next episode, I believe, is Locked Down. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, I don't know if I would say a lot of stuff happened in this episode, but it's just one of those ones that are really fun because they get everyone in the same room together. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of one of the highlights, I think, of this season. Um, oh, yeah, everyone's, like, got something to do, and then... There's, like, a lockdown, so they have to, like, go back to the apartment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're all, like, heading out, and Penelope's getting ready for, like, a night in with Max. Mm-hmm. But then there's, like, search helicopters, and they tell everyone to go back inside. Um, so Penelope has to hide Max and her relationship from everyone in the house. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, hiding in, like, a cardboard box behind the <laughs> curtains. And uh, there's just, like, a lot, of, a lot of hijinks, you know? Yeah. A lot of hijinks. But I think this episode, uh, another one of those, like political conversations with everyone having like a different viewpoint this episode ends up being about guns Mm -hmm. and uh it's revealed that like lydia still has berto's gun Mm -hmm. and she like keeps it in her drawer like away from the kids and penelope gets really mad she's like you have like like a gay teenage daughter and like a veteran with like ptsd like you can't have a gun around the house you just can't Mm -hmm. like it's gonna it's like irresponsible Mm. and uh, Lydia's like yeah you're right okay like I didn't see it that way and then it's revealed that like Penelope has a gun too mm-hmm. and it was just like oof oof um, <laughs> a lot of stuff there to unpack mm-hmm. um, but yeah this was one of those episodes I thought that was like really good and it really nails the like important thing at the end of the episode that ends up taking over everything else that happened for the rest of the episode yeah mm-hmm Alright, so then after that is season two, episode six, work hard, play hard. This yeah, so nothing one... happens in this episode. It's a boring episode. <laughs> Alex gets his job working at the doctor's office, and Elena tries to be a Twitch streamer. And kind of does it all wrong. Yeah. And it, it, the whole VR setup really pulled me out of the episode. Really distracting. <laughs> That's not at all how you would stream VR. Um, but yeah, this was just like, eh. Not a great episode. Um, yeah, so nothing happens in Work Hard, Play Hard. Nothing important at all mm-hmm. whatsoever. 
Uh, I believe. <laughs> oh, we had an alternate title for this one. Do you remember? Mm-mm. Filler. <laughs> okay, on to episode seven, titled Exclusive. This one had, like, multiple storylines with Penelope and Lydia running side by side, mm-hmm. where they're both worried about, like, their quasi-significant other and whether or not they're going to be in a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, good title, though, because it applies to both of them. And this one was... It was fun. It was fine. And Lydia is, like, spying on Dr. Berkowitz at the opera. Mm-hmm. And she meets, like, her, like, doppelganger. <laughs> oh, yeah, basically. Esme. Yeah, Esme. And this one also has... Oh, this is the one that ends with, um... Because throughout the whole episode, I think Elena and Sid are trying to figure out who this person, uh, Alex, is texting. Oh, we also get Alex's big, um, uh, like, admission, right? He finally admits to Elena that he's straight. <laughs> I was like, wait, what admission? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alex comes out as straight, and he's getting older. <laughs> Alex is getting older. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the end we find out that this person he's been texting is actually their dad. And then Elena catches him at the, the pizza, yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know, I thought that was, like, a really good twist. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's actually seeing, like, he's not covertly in a relationship. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. actually just trying to talk to his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Followed by, uh, I thought a really great episode this season, uh, titled "What Happened," episode eight. And in this one, we get um, uh, like a series of flashbacks about Penelope and Victor's relationship, and it's revealed that like they had this whole plan when they were in the military that they were gonna start a family, and he was gonna start like a private security business, and. Then 9-11 happens, mm-hmm. and they both decide to re-enlist, and we also discover that Berto and Lydia have decided by themselves to move in uh, to with uh, Penelope and Victor, mm-hmm. and this episode ends with like a big confrontation between Elena and Victor, because um, they haven't talked to each other since her quince, mm-hmm. which apparently was like a year prior. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was, I thought, like, a really big episode in a lot of senses. Mm-hmm. And I think in some respects, kind of, I imagine that this was, like, one of the linchpin episodes when they were, like, planning it and writing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it has, like, Elena's confrontation, and that's, I think, the biggest question left at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we also, we got that, like, flashback, and I think those are really good. Um, so, that kind of closes... One of the big storylines from season one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's with, like, Elena and Victor. Because after she has the confrontation, she comes home. And she says, like, well, we're talking. Like, we're not adversarial. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a start. So we get the sense that maybe their relationship can grow from here. Mm-hmm. Um, but our next episode... Hello, Penelope. No, I'm, I'm David. <laughs> Penelope decides to stop taking her medication and basically starts neglecting her mental health mm. and it has like very serious consequences and 
everyone is really worried for her, but they don't know how to help. And Lydia especially. Mm. And everyone just kind of feels like they're unable to do anything, even though they really want to support her. Mm. And she ends up uh, blowing off Max and his parents, which maybe she saw the writing on the wall. <laughs> like, maybe I don't want to be with this guy for too long. Mm-hmm. So she decides not to meet his parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, she also goes to Schneider for help, which I thought was like a really cool part of this episode because mm-hmm. I think it really displays his importance to the family. But even after their the little fight that they had too. Which little fight? Dimber when. Or she, like, lashes out at him, and he's kind of oh. like, oh, gotta go. <laughs> yeah, he's mm-hmm. like, you're you're not you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought this was, like, a really good episode. One, for its, like, portrayal of mental health, and, like, two, just for, like, the acting on display. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. Um, but this was one of those that it's, like, an, no other show would dare tackle uh, mental health the way this does. Mm-hmm. Um, with such, like, a... A vital portrayal of it with a f- through like the main character. Mm-hmm. After this, though, we get an episode called Storage Wars, but like we don't have to talk about that because nothing happens. So after that, <laughs> <laughs> like literally nothing happens. Does anything important happen in Storage Wars? Um, nope. Yeah, and there's like nothing in Storage Wars. Um, that's that on that. So then afterwards. <laughs> Oh, and there was an, another alternate title for Storage Wars, wasn't there? What was it? Filler. <laughs> Filler Volume 2. <laughs> Filler Volume 2. Um, it's really rude to call these episodes filler, but, like, there's not much there at all. Mm. Uh, after Filler Volume 2, we get the episode entitled Homecoming. And in this one, not a lot happens, but it's, like, another one of those big ones where everyone's in the same, like, setting together... Mm-hmm. And they're all in attendance at this school dance, um, where Elena and Alex are like the students there at their private school. Mm-hmm. So we get like a fun social setting, and we get uh, basically all the characters, yeah. <laughs> like every character in attendance to help Penelope meet her like volunteer goal hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is just a fun one. Like I don't think anything serious happens besides. Um, Max saying that he loves her. Mm-hmm. And, and that's about it. That's about it. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Not a filler. <laughs> it's a funny one. It's a good one. Uh, not a filler. Not a filler. We're gonna call it by its name. Yeah. Homecoming. Homecoming. <laughs> um. Then we get the final two episodes this season, and mm. that's uh, Citizen Lydia. Penelope decides not to have another kid with Max, and they end up uh, parting ways. Mm. And then we get Lydia being uh, like upset by Penelope's decision to split up with Max. Mm-hmm. And we end that episode on a cliffhanger, but not before her and uh, Schneider pass their citizenship tests. Mm-hmm. So that's another big thread uh, that we've seen earlier this season. Um, but here we're following it through. And we do get parts throughout the season where she's, like, studying a textbook and things. Mm-hmm. So that's fun, but, like, we saw Lydia study more to be a citizen in this one <laughs> season than we've seen Penelope <laughs> study to be, like, a doctor. <laughs> uh, then we move on to our season two finale. Not yet. And 
you already know my thoughts on that, but that really wraps up Lydia's character arc and somewhat of uh, Penelope's character arc. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just an emotional episode. Maybe not my favorite, but let's rank them. Let's rank. Let's let rank our oh, top boy. three. Top three. What our top three episodes are. Let's see. Let me just look at my notes really quick. We have a ranking of our top three episodes and one runner up. And surprise, we are in agreement. <laughs> Who to see this coming? <laughs> so. I'll start with saying our runner-up. And so... The episode we like fourth most, the runner-up to the top three, is... Leon, can I get a drumroll? An 8-bit drumroll. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... The episode we like as a runner-up to the top three is... Hello, Penelope. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, this was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those episodes that it's like no other show would ever do something like this. First time I've ever seen like mental health portrayed this like complexly in a show, mm-hmm. and like especially something that's not specifically about <laughs> like mental health. This is a show about just like a family mm-hmm. and like the problems they face. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was a great one. Do you have anything to say about this episode? I think Justina Machado really... She's she's great. She's a great actress. This might be, like, the the episode that, like, showcases acting more than any other episode of Mm -hmm. the show, entire show. Mm Mm-hmm. Even, like, her pretending to be okay, but, like, not actually being okay. It's yeah. Just... When I think of this episode and, like, her her performance, I think of, like, um, her talking to Schneider when she's upset mm-hmm. and him leaving. The way she, like, desperately wanted someone to, like, help her and to talk to her. Mm. But the way she just lashes out at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just thought that was, like, a really good performance and... I thought really spoke to her, like, dedication to this portrayal of, like, mental health that is, like, being neglected. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, this is one of the best episodes of the show, uh, in general, I think. Uh, what was our number three? Our number three was episode five, Locked Down. da 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 Soundboard. um yeah did you have any thoughts um this is just one of those episodes that you talk about how they get everyone together in a room and there's just like a lot of there's just a lot going on it's all really funny um this is one of my favorites because it's uh Sid and Elena's first date and they're (laughs) Sid like really try to like I guess because they were originally supposed to go to Comic-Con. Yeah. And so Elena just really tried to schedule things out so they wouldn't talk because she was obviously, like, really nervous for their first date. Um, but then they ended, up, they ended up having to stay at the apartment. And it's just, it's just like, a very funny portrayal of, like, a teenage 
relationship. It's like, they're just really nervous. They don't know what they're doing. They're both really awkward. <laughs> they're both really awkward. Um, they have their first kiss, and it's really cute. And They even get it, like, kiss under a spotlight. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> helicopter spotlight. Um, Kissing teenagers, go back inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, overall, I think this episode, there's... It's it's that one, one of those episodes where it's like all this stuff happens, but at the end, they talk about um, I guess guns in the house. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what really like. Even if it didn't have the gun thing, mm-hmm. I would probably still really like this episode. But like, mm-hmm. the, it turns so serious at the end, mm-hmm. and talks about like a very like newsworthy item, you know, yeah. discussion. Uh, I thought it was like one of those things that the show is like so good at Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this one in particular because you don't see it coming Mm -hmm. and it's just like out of nowhere it becomes like a very serious episode Mm -hmm. and then we also get like this really interesting complication to um penelope's character where she's like on a screed against guns and how lydia is like keeping a secret gun in the house and how that's endangering them all and then she also has a gun and it's just like do you not like see the hypocrisy like in yourself Mm -hmm. and how alex has to point it out to her um Mm. but oh yeah I think this is just such a great episode and I think people watching it are gonna be like yeah clearly like she's like a responsible gun owner cause she's like been in the military mm-hmm. but then Alex is like he's able to get into the lock <laughs> like yeah. he knows it's down there cause he thought there were gifts or something mm. um, but yeah I just think this is one of the great ones and then our, our number two our number two episode of season two is episode three entitled (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like waiting to see your lips move and then i'll talk (laughs) yeah is our number two episode is episode number three (laughs) to zero with love this was a really fun one um has one of my favorite parts of like all of one day at a time and that is the feminist gamers of echo park (laughs) for all the reasons that i've enumerated (laughs) like Mm -hmm. just a little while ago um, to show that, like, Elena, like, plays video games, uh, to show that, like, she's, like, a very socially conscious, like, person mm-hmm. who, like, cares about representation in media, mm-hmm. that she's, like, formed a group of other gamers <laughs> mm-hmm. that are, like, dedicated to, like, protesting these, like, sexist portrayals, mm-hmm. uh, just it all, I think, is, like, really, really good, like, it's mm-hmm. not something that I've ever seen, like, it's always, like, this guy in, like, his basement who's, like, drinking Mountain Dew. Like, he's yeah. a gamer. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, this is just, like, a group of, like, women and, like, non-binary people just getting together because <laughs> they yeah. all love games. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, like, not a, a portrayal of, like, people who play video games that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And just, like, for that reason alone, I thought it was really good. But, yeah, like, we mentioned it earlier. This is the episode where Elena meets Sid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also buoyed by, like, this really funny interaction with uh, Lydia trying yeah. to see if this other, like... Yeah, Lydia basically, like, helps Elena try to navigate, like, flirting, which is, like, super, fu- like, funny to watch. And it also has, uh, where she's like, oh, what lipstick do you wear? She's like, oh, I, I use chapstick. She's like, gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Amber, on uh, second watch, watching this, uh... Just like watching Sid 
Sid's character before. Um, when they're in like, I don't the background, know if they like yeah. When they're in the background, I don't know if they like had a crush on Elena this whole time. Uh, kind of seemed like it, mm-hmm. but just like watching them like interact with Elena, just like watching her from afar, like uh, I don't know. It's like it's fun to watch because you know what's gonna happen with their relationship. Yeah, I'm like oh, this is like the beginning of the best relationship on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think this is just, like, a really fun introduction to the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we see, like, their, like, awkwardness and, mm-hmm. like, strange behavior. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And that's really fun. Uh, but we also get, like, the family and, like, how they react to these, like, friends of Elena. They're, like, so surprised. Mm. Um, but, yeah, this was, like, a really, really fun one. Uh, there's, like, a lot of laughs here. Um, mm-hmm. with the group just to hear what they do and don't like and uh, it like just paints Elena's character in like a different light and I think mm-hmm. that's fun but Leanne what is our number one episode of season two our favorite episode of season two the best episode of season two unequivocally <laughs> episode eight titled what happened wow i think this is one of my favorite episodes of the show um i think it's so different from any other episode and it's so strange that like this would be like one of my favorites Mm -hmm. um but why do you like this episode so much i just like the back and forth with the flashbacks of like when elena was born and her relationship with her father when she was younger. Um, and then seeing that turn of 9-11, how that kind of changed, like, th- the nation. And also uh, Victor's and Penelope's relationship. Yeah. Because then now their plans had changed. And then I like how it kind of folds into the present time and Elena has that iconic monologue mm-hmm. she kind of like tells Victor about her feelings for over the past year yeah yeah I think those are all the reasons I love this episode so much um it just kind of like paints this episode of like uh people in the armed services through a lens of like Latinos and people of color that is mm-hmm. not something I've seen and that when 9-11 happens, they, like, both decide to re-enlist mm-hmm. and, like, leave their children, their, like, small child behind who was just born. Mm-hmm. I think that's such an interesting decision. And uh, we also get, like, Berto played by Tony Plana in this episode, and he's in it. And we see, like, a younger Lydia who's, like, just looks like modern-day Rita Moreno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we see, like, as you mentioned, this confrontation between Elena and Victor that is kind of... Uh, a resolution to the end of season one and they take us all the way to episode eight of season two Mm -hmm. to resolve that so it's clearly there's been like a lot of brewing tension um i think this episode just kind of is like hits a home run in Mm -hmm. every every sense and like every storyline there's like no wasted minutes it's all like vital Mm mm-hmm 
<laughs> so what? Can you tell me what what happened? So like, what happened? This episode, I think, also opened up the series for us, um, because we got this flashback, and we saw that like they both decided to reenlist. Mm-hmm. But then we know that she had another kid, and it looks like Alex was born on a military base almost. Oh yeah, we're trying to figure out the whole timeline. Yeah, timeline talk. And uh, like, of course, we'd have to end up the show with some more timeline talk. But like, what happened was like, Elena raised by uh, Berto and Lydia, like in the apartment. I think how did so. That work out? I remember, and the last episode, she talks about how, um, she like flushed a bow down the toilet yeah. that, um, Lydia made her wear. Yeah. It's, like, very, very possible. And so, like, a lot of shows, what they'll do when they're writing, like, all these episodes Mm -hmm. and they want to add backstory, they'll create, like, a lot of backstory, but then only use what they need to in an episode. Mm -hmm. So they probably have a timeline of, like, all these characters and where they were Mm -hmm. throughout their lives. And so I'm just, like, curious when we'll get more of that. And I really want to know, like, what happened like it's kind of it doesn't look like a normal hospital where alex is born so like was Mm -hmm. he born overseas Mm -hmm. um just things like that i think are really interesting that the show is like choosing not to tell also like in season three we see that penelope has a brother Mm -hmm. (laughs) like there's zero reference (laughs) in season two so that feels like something they just created in season three Mm -hmm. so there are like backstory things that i think are are like plentiful to see them explore maybe further. Maybe he raised the kids. Maybe maybe he moved into the apartment with them or something. Mhm. Cuz they had like a pretty close bond with him yeah. judging by There's what? so many like different things that I think um I'd love to see in season 4. Mhm. Um and so many different things that I don't remember in season 3 that I'm looking forward to rewatch. I've only seen season 3 once mm-hmm. when it came out. So when we talk about those episodes, that'll be the first time I rewatch it in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we can transition now to end of season two talk to looking forward to season three. <laughs> Did mm-hmm. you have any other things to say about season two? Um, it was a very politically charged season. That's how I felt about it. Yeah. Um, because of I guess the time that it was released. Which was post election, two thousand sixteen election. Yeah. So a lot of. So I think they like wrote and filmed in twenty seventeen. Mhm. Yeah. Um, which is cool to watch because we all love this show for its different portrayals of social justice, mental health, uh, addiction, and so it was really cool seeing all those different facets in this season and I think this season was a pretty good one I guess our uh, our audience agreed with us as well yeah so we ran a, a Twitter poll uh, to see which uh, season people preferred season one or season two overwhelmingly uh, season two was the response uh, and I think yeah it's a lot of the lessons they learned in season one uh maturing and developing into the episodes of season two um i don't know if the highs of season two were quite as high as season one Mm. um 
Maybe because it was just so fresh and unlike anything we had ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think of, like, Elena's Quince as being, like, one of the highs of the show mm-hmm. in general. Um, just that whole episode, all the characters, it's so just complex and complicated with her father and then the family having to support her. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, it's, like, subversive in a way that you don't expect it to be. And I think that that's, like, one the highest high the show has reached. In season two, it's like, we're not going to try to top that, but, like, we're going to follow these characters yeah. and complicate them further. And I think that's, like, what I respect most about season two. Mm-hmm. Overall, great season. Personally, do you prefer season two over season one? I think so, yeah. Okay. I think I do as well. All right. Well... Does that bring us to the end of One Day at a Time Season 2? That does it. One day at a time. This is it. <laughs> Alright, well, follow us for some more spicy memes <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. One part at a time. We're also on Facebook, but like, I don't know. We don't really do Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just starting to like, revamp our <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, and we're starting to post some more memes. We got some some memes in the pipeline. Bacon in the oven. Uh, those are going to be some pretty viral hits. <laughs> Don't want to miss those. What else do the people need to know, Leanne? Email us at one pot of time at gmail.com. Do we get emails? We don't get emails. <laughs> That's an option. <laughs> We don't get reviews, but we ask people for them anyways. Yeah. Um, like you can leave a review. You don't have to say anything. We won't read it. <laughs> I know we said we would, but kind of seems like some people are a little shy and they just want to leave that five star. So go ahead. Just leave the five star. You can, if you don't like it and you want to complain about it, we're going to allow you to leave five stars, but then just complain all you want. <laughs> Just put five stars and you're free to talk about whatever. (laughs) If you want to plug your own show, leave us five stars. Mm. What are you looking forward to in season three? Shoot, I forgot what happens in season three. So do I. We get um, Victor's wedding at the very end. Mm -hmm. We get the episode of Penelope's brother on the boat. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get the beginning opening with the funeral and the Stephanie, Beatrice, and uh, the other. Oh, that actors. was a really good opening. Yeah. I'm getting all those characters. Gloria, Stefan. Yeah, everyone together. Yeah, I think that's one of the highlights of season three. Mm-hmm. Sid and Elena's relationship are taking it to the next level. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. They wear those weird heart hats. <laughs> <laughs> they look like something about a SpongeBob. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot to look forward to. Lot, lots and lots to look forward to. But that does it for today. And so it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.